Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. What is the moral and cultural case for teaching the great American story? We're going to be talking about that and the implications of not doing so on faith and freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead, and our very special guest today is Tim Gagline. Tim Gagline formerly worked with the White House in the George W. Bush presidency, and he is the vice president for external and governmental affairs uh, relations at Focus on the Family in Washington, D.C. He's been a longtime friend of both Holly and my friend as well for many, many years. He Welcome sure to Faith and Freedom, Tim. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Holly. It's great to be with you. Sure. You know, Tim, it, I think it's very apparent what we're seeing is that our young people are not getting the true education that probably the three of us got with civics and American history. You know, and it's it's really tragic because in, in response, you see they don't have a passion for America and the founders that we did. You know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I could not agree more, uh, Holly. And as they say, you've nailed it. The breakdown in history and uh, civic education in the United States is directly tied to many of the ills that we are facing as a nation. And these are ills that all of us encounter and feel and see every day. What are they? incivility, bad leaders, cultural decay, cancel culture. Um, one of my favorite presidents uh, is Dwight Eisenhower. He said that a people that values its privileges above its principles soon loses both. And I think uh, in summation, Holly, we have forgotten our principles while exalting our privileges. But without principles to serve as a foundation, it seems to me that we will eventually lose our privileges. And that is what we are seeing playing out in our culture uh, every day. And I think that this uh, frontal assault on American history and culture, especially uh, directed toward the rising generation of young Americans, is a very uh, powerful reality uh, in our nation. You wrote a book called Toward a More Perfect Union, and your first chapter is Don't Know Much About History. On page 14 of that book, of the first chapter, it's how historical and civic ignorance influences America's youth. And you've got some statistics that are startling, and I'll just read some of these. 88% of high schoolers view the U.S. favorably, compared to 69% of college students. So a significant drop between high school and college. Similarly, 91% of high schoolers view the U.S. flag favorably, compared to just 73% of college students. And 63% of high schoolers are proud of the U.S., which is even, that's a startling number, how low that is. Mm -hmm. But then it's even more disturbing compared to only 40% of college students, and you have several other statistics like that as well. The point it it clearly appears to be is that there is a significant decline between 
high school and college with respect to their knowledge and their view right. of America. Something's happening in college where they're losing those foundations. Yes, and, and I'll tell you, it's nobody's opinion. <clears throat> it's merely a fact uh, that overwhelmingly our institutions of so-called higher learning and education have failed us. They have uh, not just failed us, they have failed us abysmally. And may I say, Matt, uh, you know, the more you dive into uh, the empirical data, which I did in writing toward a more perfect union, uh, the more shocking those statistics are. Uh, one in four could name, only one in four could name George Washington as the first president of the United States. Uh, barely 10% knew that we have nine justices uh, on the Supreme Court where you've spent a lot of time. Hmm. Uh, less than 30%, less than 30% knew that the president heads the executive branch of our government. And by the way, um, I, I'm a bottomless optimist. I'm an inveterate optimist. You and I do, believe <laughs> our, I do believe our best days are ahead of us. But it seems to me that, and the reason I wrote toward a more perfect union is because we are now uh, uh, objectively at a hinge point of American history. And if we are going to address this, and this is the reason I wrote the book, if we're going to address this, Matt and Holly, we have to both acknowledge and look at what the problem is, but then we have to ask ourselves, but what is the way forward? And that's the purpose of the book. And, yes. what, and let's give us a couple hints, maybe. What, are, what do you propose as some of the answers to this issue? Well, I believe overwhelmingly that the first answer to this issue is that we have to stand up to this lack of teaching and propaganda if we are going to preserve America. So parents I, and those who have children in school to speak up, right? A absolutely, and the answer is definitively yes. Uh, I love what Barry Weiss uh, wrote. She said that, we, that keeping the spirit of liberty alive in an age of creeping illiberalism is nothing less, she said, nothing less than our moral obligation. Everything depends on it. And I could not agree more. And, and, uh, and as you know uh, from reading the book, uh, I asked the question, what do we want? We have, we have to answer that as Americans. What do we want? And I think what we want is we want an informed citizenry that is equipped with the right facts. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, our second president, John Adams, one of my favorites, he famously said, facts are stubborn things. Uh, and we, we, we have to go tell a new generation the remarkable story of the United States of America because we have to uh, internalize the fact that the overwhelming majority of the rising generation of young Americans have been propagandized and they definitively do not know their own history. But Tim, unfortunately, facts are no longer being modeled for our young people. Uh, you, you have said far more than you know. In fact, I devote an entire chapter uh, to somebody who every Christian and every conservative, every American should know. And, uh, and he is Howard Zinn. He is the most destructive single uh, historian in American history. And it's very unfortunate that his history textbook is the most widely used American history textbook uh, of the modern age. Uh, he was an architect of much of the disinformation that we have been discussing in this wonderful dialogue. 
And his goal, Holly, to go back to your uh, question, his goal was not to teach facts, but opinions. And those opinions were his own. And we're going to get to that in a, in a moment on another broadcast, because your first one is really a startling indictment about the lack of history. And now in chapter three, you begin to lay out how all that came about with what you have here. It's an original and interesting title called Original Zen. I like how you did that. Uh, But you start off on your first chapter quoting James Madison, which really sets the same record here that we've been talking about. And he says, the diffusion of knowledge is the only guardian of true liberty. It is universally admitted that a well-instructed people alone can permanently be a free people. Now, let's just spend a moment on that. That is a profound statement. If you don't have the facts, you're not going to have your freedom. And so if someone wants to control you, they withhold the true history and or, as we're going to talk about in another program, they distort the true history. Yes, I could not agree more. And Madison, it's remarkable that the primary author of our Constitution, James Madison, who who I quote in the book and whom you've just quoted, uh, is really one of our indispensable uh, men. Uh, And he made it very clear that if you want liberty and freedom over time, you need virtue and character, no doubt about that, but informed. You need an informed citizenry. Freedom and liberty uh, do not, uh, you know, just kind of appear out of a clear blue sky. Freedom and liberty are the rarest uh, kinds of blessings uh, that any people could ever have. And it's so easy to take our liberty and and freedom for granted. And as Madison and so many of the founders made clear, we can never take it for granted, uh, you know, and, and that we have to get up every single day. And and uh, and and teach and and be committed to teaching the next generation the permanent things. And as I make clear in the book, it begins with the Constitution of the United yes. States of America, our Declaration of Independence. Uh, and as Madison said, conscience. This is Madison again. Conscience is the most sacred of all property. Uh, you know, you cannot understand America apart from our religious liberty uh, and uh, and the natural law. It's it's absolutely foundational. Our guest is Tim Gagline, and the book is Toward a More Perfect Union. Toward a More Perfect Union. I encourage you to order that book. You can find it on Amazon, and there's another website you can find it on as well. What is that website? It is faithfultext.com. Faithfultext.com. Thank you, Tim, for being our guest. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, lc.org.